Ashley Rock Green Diane Palmer's book, True Blue, Chapter 10. General Cassaway turned and looked down at the willowy blonde woman who was glaring up at him. Who the hell are you? He demanded. The woman who's going to have you arrested if you don't calm down, she said. Rick, how is she? She asked, holding out her arms. Rick came and held her. Broken rib, he said. There's some bruising. She'll be all right. Who are you? General Cassaway demanded. Rick, I'm Gwen's husband, Detective Sergeant Rick Marquis. He said coldly, not backing down an inch. Her husband. Yes, said my son, but ratted. And also my son, General Marquis, said, joining them. Smiled a barb, who smiled back? You two are married. Cassaway asked. Beverly, no, he's much too young for me, she said. Marquis gave her music. I do like older women. He missed, he just shook her head. I want to see my daughter. Cassaway told Luke Coltrane. Of course, come this way. You too, Rick. Cassaway was surprised at the first name basis. We all know each other here, Luton. I'm a newcomer, so to speak, but my husband is from here. He's known Rick since Barbara adopted him. I see. Gwen was heavily sedated, but her eyes opened and she brightened when she saw her husband and her father walk into the recovery room. Dad? Rick? Rick went on one side to take her hand and father on the other. I'm so sorry. Don't be absurd. Rick is where I was an idiot. I'm sorry. I never should have let you go with Ames. Ames, how is he? Just the other car came out of nowhere. We didn't even see it till it hit us. There was three men in it. Did you recognize any of them? No, she played. But it could have been Ferites. The last living brothers is drug lords. My God. My God. Oh, I have them hunted down like rats. That's what I said icily. My, fa my father will beat you to it, Rick replied coldly. Just who is your father? That's what he asked him. He looks familiar. General Emilio Macanado. <laughs> Rick said him with a hit of pride. I played another tilt of his chin. Cassaway Priscilla. Granger's boss. Yes, we know about that upcoming operation. We can't be involved, of course. Of course. Rick replied with twinkling eyes. But we are rooting for, good, for the good guys. <laughs> Came to the amused comment. Rick chuckled. So you're married. That's what I say. So he said, your mother would have loved saying you married. He went, I would have too. I'm so sorry, she said. When I hadn't told Rick who you were, she bit her lip. What did that have to do with anything? The older man asked, puzzled. I'm a city detective, Rick said, starting. I wear three old suits and I drive a pickup truck. Hell, I drive a pickup truck, too. You know, so truck it. So what? Rick liked the man already. He grinned. See? Gwen asked I told you he wasn't what you thought. Snob, the general said, glaring at Rick. I don't pick my friends for their bank accounts. Sorry, Rick. I didn't know you. You'll get there, son. Congratulations on the appointment, Rick said. You know, I don't know how long I'll last. I don't kiss butt, if you know what I mean. And I say what I think. Not very popular to speak your mind sometimes. I think honesty never goes out of style. And has value. Rick replied. General's eyes twinkled. You're doing good. He told his daughter. She just smiled. On the waiting room, Cash Guy was talking on the phone to someone in San Antonio while the general thumbed through a magazine. Barbara paced, worried. Gwen's father was a hard case. She hoped he and Rick would learn to get along. Cash goes to flip phone. <sighs> they found a car abandoned a few miles outside of Commercial Wells. He said, we can't say for sure that it's one that hit Ames, but it has black paint on the fender, and Ames's car is black. We ran once and warrants on it. It was thorn. Fatitos! Marcadado said quietly. 
Dark Eyes. I have just about enough of him. I think he will meet with a similar accident soon. I didn't hear you say that. Cash told him. Did I say something? I was simply seeing a prediction. Terrorist threats and acts, he said, waving finger. And I'm not conventionally forgetting. And I'm convinced forgetting your connection with the penalty and kidnapping for the next hour or so after that the other person thanks could get interesting here fucking out of good I would be long gone by then my son needed me I have a daughter he said she's going on three years old red hair and green eyes and a temper worse than mine I would like to have known my son when he would list when he was small Macanado said suddenly did not know about him though Laura has kept him secret all the way to the grave a pity it was nice for me that he didn't know, Barbara said gently. When I adopted him, he gave me a reason to live. She said, Do you think things happen for a reason? She asked Philosoph. Yes, I do, mocking out replies. Perhaps fate had a hand in all of this. Well, I suppose, she began. I have to get back home, General Castaway was saying as he walked out with Rick. But it's been a pleasure meeting you, son. He shook hands with Rick. Same here, Rick. I'll take better care of your daughter from now on, and I won't be so inflexible next time she brings a surprise on me. He added with a smile. See that, you aren't. Remember what I do for a living now. He told the young man with a grin. I can find you anywhere, anytime. Yes, sir. Rick replied. General turned mocking out. And you better hide tail out of Mexico pretty soon, he said to him. Things are going to eat up in some near the storm's coming. You don't want it to be in its way. Mocking out. Thank you. Oh, I have alternative motives. Cassie, I want to ride out of Berea before he turns your country into the world's largest cocaine distribution center. So do I, Macanado replied. I promise you, his diesel power will soon come to an end. Wish I could help, Cassie, but I think you have enough intel and mercs to do the job. Including a friend of yours, Macanado replied. A very good one who will get the job done. He shook hands with Macanado and turned back. You've got a smart mouth on you. She cleared him, and you've got a sharp tongue on you. He's one. I like Pepper. She shifted me too. She's a great cook. Rick said, sliding his arm around her. She owns a, a local cafe here and does most of the cooking for it. Really, I'm something of a chef myself. Castaway plant. I grow my I grow my own vegetables, and I get a local grandmother to come over and help me can every summer. Barbara me close. I can, too. I like to dry herbs as well. Now, I've got an herb garden of my own, but it isn't doing as well as I'd like. Do you have a composter? Barbara asked. His eyes looked, a what? A composter for organic waste from the kitchen? She wanted to explain. She went on to explain to him how it worked and what he did with it. Fellow gardener, because what he said would be my smile. What a surprise. So few women garden these days. Oh, we have plenty around Jacobsville who plant gardens, Barbara said. You have to come and visit us next summer. I can show you how to grow corn ten feet high, even in a drought. She had a castaway moved a step closer. He was huge, Barbara saw. Tall and good-looking and built like a tank. He had thick black hair, black eyes, and a tank complexion. Nice mouth. Castaway singing the same thing about Barbara. She was tall and willowy and very pretty. <sighs> I might visit sooner than that. He said hello to them. Zero toe. Yes, but I have a big Victorian house. Rick and Gwen can stay there too. We'll have a family reunion. She pushed a little left and looked at Marconato. That invitation includes you also, she said. If you're through with your revolution by then, she said, I think that that's a good possibility, and I will accept the invitation, Marconato. He kissed her hand about, thank you for taking such good care of my son. She smiled. He's been the joy of my life. I had nobody until Rick needed a home. I only have my daughter. 
Jim Cass was saying, I lost my son earlier this year to an IED, and my wife died some years ago. I'm so sorry, Barbara said with Jim. I miscarried the only child I ever had. Must be trouble to lose one who's grown. Worse than death, Cassway Green. Clear starting to look away. Jim Lomar. Well, my Jason has done the ants dance, so I guess we better go. He said, Don, nah, toward a young officer standing in the doorway. The ants dance? Bob wrote. He moves around like that when he's in a hurry to do something. Like he's got ants climbing his legs. Good man, but a little testy. <laughs> he sure, like me, he suits me. He shook hands with me. I've heard good things about you from Grange. Your police chief over there? Yeah. Not a toward cash. He was talking all the phone again. It's very excited of you. <laughs> nice to know. I love my job. I like to think I'm good at it. Take care of my little girl. You know I will. He passes Barbara and looked down at her. We quite imagine. And I'll see you later. She grinned. Okay. He nodded at the others. Walked toward the young toward the young man who was now motioning frantically. Gosh, don't a minute. Sorry. I wasn't trying to be rude. I've got a man working on the hit and run and I've been checking in. There was an incident at the border crossing over near Del Rio. He had a three men jumped the border agent, knocked him out and took off over the crossing in Mexico. I think it was the same man who ran aimed off the road. Great. Just great. Now we work on trying to get them extradited back to the States. That will be good for a year, even if we can get a positive identification on who they are. Market business. I would not worry about that. Such men are easy to find for a good tracker, and equally easy to deal with. I didn't hear that, Cash said. Marking out. Of course not. But again, making that prediction. Thanks for coming with me, Rick took my and for the shoulder earlier. Marking out on Brace's son in the barrack. I will always be around whenever you need me. He searched the young friend. I am very proud to have such a man for my son. Big spoiler. I'm proud to have such a man for my father. Marking out's eyes were suspiciously bright enough. Well, we will both be wailing in any minutes. I must go. Granger's waiting for me in the parking lot. I can't say anything official. Cash told you, but probably... I wish you good luck. <laughs> Makinato Shukas, thank you, my friend. I hope your patrolman will be all right. So do I, Cash said. Rick walked Makinato to the door outside. Winslow Grange was sitting behind the wheel of Makinato's pickle trip, waiting. Makinato to prison. When the time comes, I will be happy to let you come my liaison with the Mac authorities. And it will come, he added me. My country has many resources that will appeal to outside interests. I would prefer to deal with... I would prefer to deal with Republicans or Democrats rather than totalitarian states. <laughs> Wise decision, Rick said. When the time comes, I'll be here. I can ask. Quofesio con denormiana. I don't know what that means because I don't speak Spanish. He said using the familiar tense that was only applied to family and close friends. It made Rick feel warm inside that his father already felt affection for him. He waved as the two men in the truck departed. He hopped. He hoped his father wouldn't get killed in the attempt to retake Bararia, but then Makinato was the general, and he won the title fairly in many battles. He would be all right. Rick was certain of it. Gwen came home two days later. She wore a rib belt and winced every time she moved. The lieutenant had granted her sick leave, but she was impatient to get back on the job. Rick had to make threats to keep her in bed at all in at Barbara's house. I'm a burden on your poor mother, Glenn protests. She has a business to run, and here she's bringing me food on trays. She doesn't mind, Richard. Of course she doesn't mind, Barbara said as she brought in soup and crackers. She's working on planning a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner in a couple of weeks. I'm going to invite your father, she told Gwen, and then flushed a little. I guess that would be all right. I don't know. 
She hesitated, looking around her. He's out of the CIA and used the crystal on fine china. He doesn't use the good plate settings at home. He likes plain white ceramic plates and thick Starbucks cup coffee mugs and just plain fair to eat. He isn't a fancy-mannered person, although he can blend into high society when he has to. He'll think of it as a welcome relief from the D.C. world, which I'm happy to be out of. Shannon, I never liked having the hostess parties. I like working in the home force pen. Me too. Rick said, smile more. I'm just sorry about what happened to you and Ames. Yes. Have we heard anything about Ames? Cash Grier. Cash Grier said that he regained consciousness this morning. Barbara said with a smile. It's all coming back to him. He remembered what the men looked like. He got a better view of them than you did, she told her young woman. He recognized Futes. Futes himself? Gwen was right. Why would he do his own dirty work? Futes knows. Futes knows that you're married to me. And that I'm General Machinato's son. Rick said something. I think he was trying to get back to the General in a roundabout way. He may have thought it was me driving. He wouldn't have known that you weren't with you were with Ames. Yes, Barbara said warmly. And he may try again. You can't go anywhere alone from now on, at least until Frutas is arrested. He won't be. Dozens of policemen have tried to pin him down. Nobody has succeeded. He is a hideout in the mountains and guards at every checkpoint. An undercover agent died trying to infiltrate his camp a few weeks ago. I'd love to see him behind bars trying to get to him. There's, there's, that's the problem. Well, your father not. Not too happy with him right now, remember. And the general has ways and means that we don't have access to. Going cry. Okay, true. What you said? I think we might hear some good news soon about protection as much for said For now, my main focus is getting your wife back on her feet. She told herself, "Good food and a little spoiling always does the trick." You're a nice mother, Rick said. Very nice mother. A very nice mother, and I'm so happy that you're going to be mine, too. Gwen told her with a warm smile. Shifted in the bedroom. Time for meds, Barbara said, and went out to get him. Rick bent kissed Gwen gently between her eyes. You get better, he was. I have erotic plans for you at some future time. Very soon. She laughed. Wincy, look at her mouth to touch his. You aren't the only one with plans. Darn this riff. Bad time and in few tests fault. Rick murmured as he brushed her mouth tenderly with his. We have forever. Yes, he was reading. Forever. Thanksgiving came suddenly and was, of all things, snow. Rick and Gwen walked out into the yard at Barbara's house and laughed as it piled down on the bare limbs of the trees around the fence line. Snow? She exploded. I didn't know it snowed in Texas. Hey, it snowed in South Africa twice in August. He pointed out the weather's loopy. She smiled and hugged him, still with him a little, because her rib was tender. She was healing quickly, though. Soon she would be whole again and ready for more and more adventures with her new husband. Is your father coming down? He asked when. Oh, yes. He said he wouldn't miss a homemade Thanksgiving dinner for the world. He can cook, but he hates doing it on holidays, and he mostly eats out. He's very excited, not only about the food. <laughs> she added with a nipskin. I think he likes your mother. <laughs> wouldn't that be a match? She mused. Yes, it would. They're both alone and about the same age. That's quite a guy. But he's head of a federal agency. He lives in D.C., and she owns a restaurant here. <laughs> Rick pointed out. They really want to. They'd find a way. I guess so. Turned her in the white, flaky curtain and drew her gently to just the best thing I've ever did in life was marry you. He said something. I may not say it a lot, but I love you very much. She got a print of the tenderness in his deep voice. I love you too. She whispered back. He bent and drew her mouth onto his, teasing the upper lip with his tongue, partner lips so that his could his could cover them hungrily.
he forgot everything in the flashback flashpoint heat of desires arms closing around her enveloping her so tightly that she moaned he heard that and drew back oh sorry he's like well, i forgot she laughed presently it's okay i forgot too just another week or two and i'll be in fine shape he lifted an eyebrow he lifted an eyebrow and looked down at her trim curvy body and jeans and tight sweater I'll say you're in fine shape, he murmured dryly. Oh, you? She punched him lightly in the chest. Shapely, sexy, and sweet. I'm the lucky man. She reached up and kissed him back. We're both lucky, he said. I suppose we should go back inside and offer to peel potatoes. I suppose so, he kissed her again, smiling. In a minute. She said, yes, in a minute, or two. Or three. Ten minutes later, they went back inside. Barbara gave them a amused look and handed Rick a huge pan of full... Huge pan full of potatoes and a parry knife. He sighed and got to work. The general came with an entourage, but they were housed in the local hotel in Jacobsville. General Casway did allow his adjacent and clerk to move into Barbara's house with him, with her permission, of course. And he had a case full of electronic equipment that had to find living space as well. I, I have to keep in touch with everyone in my department, monitor the web, answer queries, inform the proper people at home with saying security about my activities, the general said, rattling off his duty. It's a great job, but it takes most of my time. That's why I've been remiss in the email department. He had a smile, Quinn. I think you do very well, considering how little free time you have, Dad, <laughs> she told him. Thanks. Dug into the dressing, closing his eyes as he sabered it and giggled gravy. This is wonderful, Barbara. Thank you, she replied with a big smile. I love to cook. Me too, Gwen said. Barbara's teaching me how to do things properly. She's a quick study too, Barbara replied, smiling at her darling. Her cornbread is wonderful, and I didn't teach her that. It's her own recipe. She's very talented. Thanks. What about this fructose character who sideswiped that car you were in? He asked Gwen suddenly. Strange thing, she replied tongue trick. Food test seems to have gone missing. Nobody's seen him since the wreck. How very odd. The general remarked. Isn't it? How about the young man who was driving you? He added as he dipped his fork into potato salad. He's out of the hospital and back at work, Gwen said woman. He's going to be fine. Thank goodness. I'm glad about that. He glanced across the road to Rick at Rick. I understand that your father has left Mexico. Rick smiled. Yes, I did hear about that. So things are going to heat up and break very soon, I would expect. The general added. Rick nodded. Very soon. No more talk of revolutions, Barbara said firmly. She got to her feet with a big grin. I have a surprise. She went in the kitchen, came back in with a huge coconut cream pie. She put it on the table. It was that. Coconut cream, Barbara nodded. I heard that. It's someone's favorite. Mine? General Castaway said, thanks. My pleasure. She got up these into slices and put one on a saucer. If you still have room after all that turkey and dressing, I'll make room. He said with such fever that everyone laughed. The general stayed for two days. Rick and Gwen and Barbara drove him around Jacobsville and introduced him to people. He fit in as he'd been born there. He was coming back for Christmas, he assured them. He had to do a vanishing act to get out of all those holiday parties in Washington, D.C. Recurred from his father, too. The mercenaries had landed in the country, friendly to Macanado near the border of Brea, and they were massing for an attack. Macanado told Rick not to worry. He was certain of victory, but just in case, he wanted Rick to know that the high point of his life so far had been meeting his own son. Rick had been overwhelmed with the statement. He told Gwen later that it had meant more to him than anything. Well, 
anything except marrying her, of course. They moved back into her apartment because it was closer to their jobs, leaving Rick's vacant for the moment. She went home early on Friday night, and when Rick walked in the door, he found her standing by the sofa wearing a negligee set that set his heart racing like a bass drum. Hero was trying on my new outfit, and there you are, home early. What perfect timing! She purred and moved toward him with her hair long and soft around her shoulders. Her arms lifted to envelop him hungrily. He barely got the door closed without before they were wound up in a feverish tangle on the carpet. End of chapter 10.